thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. Right here on Jet Set Breakfast. So, the global food system is responsible for up to 37% of all greenhouse gas emissions, a staggering figure that underlines our food choices. Direct impact on the environment as well. So a shift in our food habits and consumption patterns uh, therefore can have a profound effect on our ecological footprint. I mean, this is a conversation we've been having for years and years. Are we following suit? That's a big question mark. So this narrative ties into the thread of uh, introspection that our sustainability manager, Lindsay Hopkins, eloquently highlights. How can we as individuals make a difference? What are we doing as citizens of South Africa to make sure we mitigate this particular problem? And Lindsay Hopkins is online. Uh, she's South Africa Harvest Sustainability Manager. Good morning and welcome to Jet Set Breakfast. Hi there. Good morning. Thanks for having me. This is quite a big issue. We've been talking about it for a long time. So what can we do? What What is it that this, you know, a basic citizen can do? Um, I would just like to see all the citizens take some accountability and responsibility um, for where their food has come from and where they think it goes after they've thrown it in a dustbin or thrown it away. It's the same conversation as the plastic pollution, like all the plastic packaging. Um, and I think people need to make some con- conscious and responsible decisions um, around food. And that starts with buying locally um, and also not buying and wasting and, and having a bit of respect for the, the food that we that we are consuming. Mm. And like how you're highlighting that food waste is is a significant contributor to greenhouse gas emissions. For instance, what is it that I mean from you from where you are standing um, that especially with what do you call it with groceries, grocery stores that have a tendency when something has an expiry date, um, Mm. you know, they want to discard. No, absolutely. And as we know, those expiry dates or space before dates are, are very, very well um, fluffed, like pushed up, you know. So sometimes we can even get expired goods and they've actually given us extension letters of up to like a year or two. So what does happen is if something has got a few days left or a few months left, they tend to just chuck it. Because if you consider that the, the tedious task around that to change QR codes, to mark it down, to keep keep on top of it to make sure it doesn't go past expiry, it's just easier for them to chuck it away. But actually there's a lot of people that we can feed with that food. And also if the packaging has been damaged, Nobody wants to buy food that's got damaged packaging. So that too gets thrown away. Mm. And what could be your suggestion in terms of a basic uh, person wants to maybe uh, acquire that food and, f- and, and, and feed a small community in his area or her area? Is there a process that you have to follow to get that kind of food so that it's distributed to those that I need rather than throwing it away? Yeah, that's the thing. With SA Harvest, we do have a very um, like strict guideline and policy in place. So we don't break the cold food chain. We don't, we've got refrigerated trucks. We've got refrigerated containers. And we've got a underpinned by a very solid digital platform. So we measure, we, we can calculate exactly where the food has come from, where it's gone to exact down to the ben- exactly down to the beneficiary like location point. Um, and we've got vetted beneficiaries. So we, we know exactly who our beneficiaries are, who are the types of people that they feed, um, so we, we and we focus on the to, the um, vulnerable communities like elderly or youngsters or, or people that aren't able to fend for themselves. And also, so if I'm interested, I can come through you, basically. 
yeah, yeah. Whether whether you've got food waste, whether you're in logistics or transportation, you can offer assistance or somebody that's in need. We don't feed individual families as such because I've got so many people to look after, but we get people to go through the community leaders or through their churches or like Rotary or, or Roundtable or Lions Clubs, just so we can keep a handle on the situation. Mm. And let's come back to, you know, the green consciousness. What are the key points that we always have to remember? Just as a reminder to say, okay, fine. I've got excess food or I'm about to to discard whatever I'm discarding. These are the key points I need to remember just to remind myself as a, as a citizen that uh, uh, take this route instead of that route. Yeah, well, you know, what's what's so important is underpinning all of this is when you put organic matter into the environment it, and it rots, it releases a methane gas, which is about 25, 30 times more potent than carbon dioxide. So for a start, if you can rather take that, that product that you can't use and think about a process, whether it's composting or vermiculture or, or feeding it to black soldier flies, there's all these other waste transformation options. Um, that's a huge, yeah, that's a huge win. Um, and as we know, also organic um, matter, if it's converted back, makes the most incredible compost and we don't have to worry about chemical, chemical fertilizers. So there's a massive big other opportunity with organic waste that we can't use that is not fit for human consumption. Um, that's quite interesting. I, I like that idea. And for anyone yes. who's listening to you and I right now, if they would like to get in touch with you or maybe want to participate in something that is of this nature, where do they go? Please, um, our website is www.saharvest.org um, and all of our email addresses and telephone numbers are on, on the website. That's probably your best bet. Also, also Facebook and Instagram, of course. We've got um, profiles there. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us on Jet Set Breakfast. And uh, I think we'll keep on having these conversations just to keep ourselves conscious of what needs to be done. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank, thank you. Have yourself a great Sunday. And you too. Thanks, Amy. Bye. Lindsay Hopkins, SA Harvest Sustainability Manager, and uh, having conversations around, you know, if you have any food stuff that you want to discard, well, I have a tendency, and I think my, my peeps at home think I'm, I'm not well. I always, I've got a little patch. Anything that rots, I throw in that patch and, you know, mix the soil. Sometimes they ignore me and I hope that I'll come back and do the mixing on my own when I expect them to assist. But hey, at least that's my little bit of just trying to make sure that, you know what, I, I'm not increasing, you know, wastage by any chance. Anyway, for now, let's find out what's in the news. And don't forget, when we get back, you remember, the imploded Titan submersible has brought about some interesting questions of uh, pres uh, presumption of death and non-indemnity insurance policies. Could there be a plot? I'm not planting a seed. We're just going to speak to a lawyer from a South African perspective as to when someone dies, how then do you claim from insurance, uh, you know, as in if that particular person was insured. Let's go to news.